Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast. I am excited to bring you a three-part series called Building My New Cleaning Network. And the first two episodes of this series are actually best of episodes. This original two-part series was recorded in October 2019 as I launched my new cleaning business in the Philadelphia area. We are so accustomed to turning on the faucet and immediately getting water. But that's not how it worked for our early settlers. Why am I sharing this? It relates to this three-part series. Bear with me, our early settlers had to dig water wells. It is a ton of work to dig a well, but you first had to find where the water was and then find a good way to get to the water table or below the water table, put in the well, and then you have the bucket and pulley system or you lower down something. The point is you had to do a lot of work to build the well. Then you'd be able to get the water on a regular basis once you have built the well. That's how that worked. You build the well, and then you can get the water on a regular basis, not just turn on the faucet and get water. Later, these same settlers invented the water pump. This is even cooler. Once they found the water, they put a pipe down into the ground, and they put a priming pump on. You would pump and pump and pump, and it would draw the water into the pipe. Eventually, you would pump the water pump enough so that the water would just turn on and stay running. But many times, you'd be pumping for a long time. Have you ever seen this? It may be like a Renaissance fair or some kind of a early American pioneers type of event. You'd see these water pumps. In either case, whether you are building a well to get water or you are priming a water pump or building a water pump system, you didn't just turn on the faucet. There is foundational work to be done. That's what this three-part series is going to illustrate. I had to prime the pump or dig the well. It's called building your network. Your network is your net worth. This episode and the next best of are meant to bring you back to the foundation of my current six-figure commercial cleaning business that just allowed my family to go to Florida for a month. So pay close attention to the seeds and small decisions that I made to dig my water well. Then after these two best of episodes, I'll share an update episode, which I'll call Building My New Cleaning Network number three. And I'll show you how the seeds from October 2019 turned into the harvest from 2020 and 2021. So here you go. Enjoy this first Best Up episode called Building My New Cleaning Network 1. Welcome back to Solo Cleaning School. It's so great to be here with you again. This is Ken Carfagno. And I'll just say, for all those celebrating, happy Halloween to you today. I have an appropriate funny papers to start this episode off with. 
that I don't want to give it away, so I'll just start the story. File this under the category of why did I pick up the phone? Especially because I was in the hospital with my wife who had just given birth to baby number five, little Casey. So adorable, we're cuddling together. My phone was not off, my phone was not on silent, and my phone rang. I answered just like I normally would with the common courtesy, knowing that I had to pick up. Why did I feel that way? I don't know. I've since changed that policy, to say the least, after calls like this one. So I answered with my, hello, this is Ken Carfagno, Carfagno Cleaning, how may I help you? Uh, yeah, hi, uh, this is Ken Rice. Yes, uh, ma'am, who's this? She told me your first name. Very sweet lady. We went on to talk about what she needed for cleaning and let her know I really couldn't talk long. I'm in the hospital. And we booked an appointment. We booked an estimate. But before we hung up the phone, she just said to me, Ken, I want to say thank you for being willing to meet with me. I'm not really sure if I can afford you right now. And with all my legal battles, I'm, I'm sure you know all about that. And I'm thinking, no, I don't know anything about your legal battles. You just called me and told me your first name. So I followed up naturally. Yes, uh, what is your last name? When she told me, it all came back. I remember the newspapers, the headlines on the websites, the news. I googled immediately after getting off the phone, still having an estimate on my calendar, and discovered that this is the surviving wife of one of the most brutal axe murders in recent U.S. history. I won't tell you the location or the names of the people involved, but let's just say that the legal battles that she's talking about, is she still defending her son, whom has been found guilty of of killing his father with a blunt axe from the garage and nearly chopping his mother's head off. It's really just a horrific thing. And she survived. She lost an eye. And she's just trying to go on with her life. Her son's now in prison and her husband's gone. It's just incredible. And so she was referred to me, which was great. I needed to follow up and to serve this woman. The house I was going to go do an estimate at was the scene of the crime, and it was kind of freaking me out. And I had stayed up in the hospital that day watching documentaries on the actual crime, and it freaked me out more. So here's a tip in there. Be careful what documentaries you watch. Maybe it's good. You know, you talk about safety and stuff. But that was a really tough pill to swallow for me, especially in the hospital. But I knew once I had said, yes, I will come for an estimate, it didn't really matter what I found. I was going to hold my integrity, follow up on that phone call, and show up for that estimate. And I'll just say that it ended really good on my end, where she had called back about two days after me getting back from the hospital. And she said, Ken, I really appreciate that you were willing to come over. I'm just not in a position where I can have you come to do an estimate just quite yet. The legal battles, the finances, they're really struggling. Maybe we can do this again in the future. But thanks so much. I really appreciate it. And we got off the phone. And I won't say that I was upset. I won't go so far as to say I did a gigantic happy dance, Will Smith style from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I won't do that either. I definitely felt so sad for her and what she's gone through. And she's trying to pick up the pieces of her life, have a normal life again, have a house cleaner. And so in the end, it worked out where I never had to do that estimate. But oh my goodness, that was a creepy one. So there you go. That's the funny story for today. I don't know if you found anything funny. If you did, maybe you're sick and twisted. (laughs) And if you didn't, then just take the moral of the story that be careful who you pick up the phone for. Okay, you still with me? That was a weird story. Let's lighten this down about 25 octaves. Here I am building a new solo cleaning business in the Philadelphia area, and I'm learning, relearning, figuring out many things just like you are. 
I built a business in a different state, sold it, and now I'm doing it over again. And a lot of things transfer, but many things don't. So I am in the same place you are, learning as I go, and it's really fun. So this episode is really going to piggyback off of the interview that I had with Kevin Lacombe. And in that interview, he shared a very simple marketing strategy. He stuck out his hand and he said, hi, my name is Kevin. Whoa, 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 Ken. Come on, now that's too hard to do. Maybe not. And when he did, hi, my name is Kevin, it worked big time for Kevin and his wife, Sherry, in their first month of business. But wow, what an amazing testimony for their first month. But just a simple, simple statement. Hi, my name is blank. And that's all it takes, having business cards on hand. I want to take you on a journey now on how the same introduction has worked for my solo cleaning business in the past and in the present. Last summer, upon first moving back to the Philadelphia area, we we didn't know where we were going to live. We were settling in. We had moved in with my mother-in-law for several months, and we were in an area that I didn't think we'd stay. But I was able to pick up an office pretty quick because of a referral. And because it was a very strong referral, it pretty much locked in the deal. And wait till you hear the, the stat that I have for you here in a few minutes about the power of the referral. So I was able to pick up a new veterinary hospital in the area. And the drive was about 20 minutes. So the thought was, well, gosh, I'm already heading out to clean every Thursday night. Why not get another office right there in the same town? So I went with the strategy I had used in my New York business. It was what I knew best and it's what worked. I created a company profile sheet with information about me, very professional, had a letter of recommendation from the the work I had done in New York. So I went through the town, knocking on doors like I had in the past. Hello, my name is Ken Carfagno. It's nice to meet you. I own a local cleaning company, new to the area. Thought I would just stop in, say hello, drop off some information. And people were very receptive. I did that 13 times in one day, followed up. It led to two proposal requests. And of those two proposal requests, I got one new client. I've had that client for a whole year. It's been an awesome client. I essentially got one yes out of 13. Hello, my name is Ken's. So here we are in a new town. We had moved out of mother-in-law's house back in April. We're in a town that we see ourselves staying for a while. We love it here. There's lots of great people. The community is, is, is wonderful. We found our church. There's lots of green and we have land for the kids to play. And it's just a great place. So I wanted to grow the business again. I went into the local towns and did what I know, except I added a few little upgrades. I wanted to stick with the same door-to-door knocking strategy and the hello my name is, but I have a good friend of mine, a mastermind buddy of mine in Total Life Freedom named Gustavo Fernandez, an incredible, very impressive headshot photographer in the Bay Area. So if you're out there, you need headshots done. He is the man. And he gave me some really great feedback. He said, Ken, set yourself apart. Instead of just dropping off your corporate letterhead logo in the corner, everyone does that. Set yourself apart. Put a picture of your family on there. Bullet points. What's their problem? Answer their problem with your profile. So I figured out, wow, the problem they have is they need to be able to trust someone with their key and they don't want to think about cleaning ever again. So I put that on my sheet. I put a picture of my family. I put some recommendations. I loaded up the letters of recommendation on the back. And it was a simple one pager, had a really nice design. It definitely set me apart. That I added that to my routine. I also added a follow-up video when after collecting the information, writing down notes about each person I had talked to, maybe a decision maker, usually the office manager, getting their name, making sure I had their email 
email address. I could do a personal video recording, emailing it to them. So they would get the text email, plus they would get my face looking at them on the email body itself, and they would click on the video and see what I had said. This definitely set me apart. So thank you, Gustavo, for that idea. And knowing that I had gotten one new client out of 13 introductions the previous summer, I figured, well, I'd like to get two new ones here in this new town, so I'll do 25. And that was my goal for the month of May, to go and introduce myself to 25 offices. And I did that throughout the entire month of May. 25 profile sheets, information packs, etc. that I had handed out, said, hello, my name is Ken. Again, did the follow-up email, video emails with each of them. And what it led to was three proposal requests. I did all three requests and one new client hired me. It was great. It was really great. So I got 25 and it led to one. But something changed after this one. I would have continued with this process. And in the month of June, gone to another 25, another 25 in July. And theoretically, I could have added maybe one new office per month. But I changed my approach because of some things I was learning. I knew how important it was to serve unconditionally, to pour into people. So I made it my point to go and serve this new client to the best of my ability, not because selfish ambition, but because I truly wanted their business to grow. I truly saw the benefit of me being there. And I got to know the owners and I really liked them. Just a great, great family, you know, kids involved in the business. And I do want to give a shout out to the owner. His name is Dennis Gaiman. He is the proud owner of Gaiman Design Remodeling in Harleysville, Pennsylvania. A little bit about them is they're an industry leader, especially with NARA. And I highly recommend their company if you're local to Philly and you'd like to upgrade your home. They're fantastic. Really great company. Great people. Anyway, so they own a showroom to showcase their designs. And my presentation cleaning would really take the burden off of Dennis's wife, Glenda, who was doing a lot of the cleaning herself. And it would give the showroom the extra boost and the pop it needed to really impress their clients. That's my specialty, presentation cleaning. So Dennis and I really hit it off. Got to talking a few times when I was there cleaning and you know thought I'd just follow up with him outside of the work. I'd never done this before. I mean, I have had many clients over the years that I was good friends with, but I'd never gone out of my way to like hang out with them outside of work. But with Dennis, I just really felt a connection, and I believe he did too, so connected with him, and he said, let's meet up for breakfast, and we did. It was so cool. I had no idea from that simple, hi, my name is Ken Carfagno. I didn't realize that that was going to turn into a new client, a new friend, and a new mentor. We had a great breakfast. We masterminded with each other. We shared our stories and built a new friendship. So even though my May office hunt was successful, I did get one new client out of 25. That's pretty good. And there's still proposals, two of them, on the table. And it's the one from last summer. And you never know when those could bear some fruit. But I wanted to take my marketing a new direction in the months of June, July, August, September. And there's a few reasons why. The first one, I run the Smart Cleaning Tribe, which is a membership, a premium membership for cleaning company owners around the country. Not solo cleaners, people that run companies with teams and I essentially am an accountability leader for them, helping them set goals and to make sure they implement the things that they want to implement. Well, I had an expert called Steve Hansen. He's the owner of the janitorial store. Great company, and he's been in business three plus decades commercial cleaning. He shared on that expert call that the two best ways of marketing for offices are local network groups and LinkedIn. And he even said on that call, I don't recommend going door to door. That call was in April, and I obviously ignored him (laughs) because I knew it worked and obviously I knew better than Steve. (laughs) 
<laughs> a little pride there, maybe. At any rate, I knew I wanted to take my marketing in a new direction. So I stopped doing the door-to-door approach in June and July. And in August, I just took kind of the summer off of marketing. I had this new client. Things were kind of going well. The summer was upon us. A lot of stuff happening. But when it came to September, I knew it was time to get started again. And I'm going to be totally honest, open, transparent with you listeners. I don't have it all figured out. I'm on a journey as well. And we were getting really tight on money. I was start- We were starting to spend the money from what we had sold our business for and that's not what that money was for. I knew that I needed to go back out there and add some more clients. So if I'm teaching you guys to do it, well, why not go do it myself? But instead of me doing it the way I'd always done it, let me take the advice of the expert and see how it worked. All right, well, that wraps up part one of building my new cleaning network. I hope you enjoyed this story and hearing how my own personal business has unfolded since we've left our old New York location and moved into Philly. In the next episode, we will continue this story and bring you up to speed on some of the newer marketing techniques. But really, I just listened to the expert. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.